Hola, hello. Thank you for tuning in to Mujeres in the Know. Hey everyone, how is it going today? It's Natalie here, your host, and I am so excited to bring you episode four of season three. So how's everyone doing? Como estas? I hope everybody's doing well. Just a quick reminder what this podcast is all about. The guests on this podcast, along with myself, we will discuss topics that resonate with women in the Rio Grande Valley community of South Texas. For this episode, we will have a super amazing mujer that's going to talk to us about her journey to becoming the owner of her brand and business all there August. So fun fact, me and the guest actually went to middle school together. So I reached out to her and I asked her, hey, do you want to be a guest on my podcast? <laughs> and she said yes. So I'm so excited to have her and to learn more about her journey and what she's gone through to get to where she's at. Let me go ahead and introduce her. All there August, their clothes were designed, ethically made, and they were signed by the woman who makes them as well as secondhand clothes that they upcycle. Her dad, her boyfriend, Michael, and herself draw the designs that you see on the stickers and the shirts. ATA hosts events around Texas and in the Valley that bring vegan-friendly vendors as well as animal rescues together to spread awareness about cruelty-free lifestyle, and they have activities such as pet adoptions, pet microchipping, pet yoga, and local entertainment. And not only that, they give back to animals in need with every single purchase, all advocating a positive, balanced lifestyle while supporting minorities and animal welfare. All their August is a cruelty-free lifestyle brand empowering individuals to be balanced and good in all areas of life. Being all there August doesn't mean you must follow or live a particular lifestyle. Not everyone's passage is the same and what makes them feel awesome may not make you feel that way. It is more of your own authentic journey through life and what makes you balanced and great in positive ways. It's living to the fullest without harming any being along the way. So let's go ahead and bring Miss Jessica Salazar in and have her share her journey with us and talk to us about her brand and her business all there August. So thank you so much, Jessica, for taking time out of your schedule to be a guest on the podcast. Every time I have a guest on the podcast, sometimes the guests will go uh, the extra mile above and beyond to make sure that they have a great episode. And Jessica was so involved with the whole process of creating this episode and the production of it. We were texting pretty much every day about how we were going to do this. And it's just, I really appreciate that. And it shows that she really cares about what she does. So thank you again, Jessica, for that. Hey, Jessica. So the first question that I have for you is, can you let us know where you were born and raised? Where did you receive your education and where do you reside now? Yes. So first of all, thank you again, Natalie, for having me on your podcast. I know we had a little laugh before we were rapping before every <laughs> we started um, to kind of get the jitters out and everything. This is my one of my first interviews back. So I'm happy to be back and to begin this uh, with you as well. So thank you for having me. Um, so when we start off by like asking where I'm from and my journey and everything. So I'm from the Valley, born and raised here in Edinburgh. As as some people may know, um, people that have went to junior high and school with us, we actually went to middle school together. So it's been great to get to know you now as an adult and then just being able to know each other as kids too. So I'm from Edinburgh. We, I actually left for a while, lived abroad for a while, coached and taught in San Marcos as well. And then I came back. So now I'm back in the Valley. It's been wonderful to see the journey as far as me coming back and making a full circle. I left when I was 18 to go to school at um, Texas State University. I was there for a while. So I graduated there. I got my undergrad in fashion merchandising 
And then I actually played golf over there at Texas State. So I finished that. Whenever I was there, I actually did several um, internships, so fashion internships, marketing. We did uh, a fashion design one as well. I did a fashion design one in Milan where I lived there for a few months and was able to see the design process when it comes to fashion in a different country as well. And then um, I was able to be granted the rising star at Texas State. And that title is granted to you with all your accomplishments and with what you do as well. So I was able to be on a billboard in San Antonio and then uh, Texas Monthly and Bodera Magazine and um, just several uh, local mag magazines as well. And I was fortunate enough to be interviewed by newspapers and then organizations in the community there too. So after that, I left and I went to school abroad. So I got my master's in London, so London College of Fashion. I have my master's in fashion entrepreneurship, and so my undergrad is in fashion merchandising. So my entire education is with fashion, which is really cool and it's been such an amazing journey with it because I've been able to really focus on the ethical part of fashion as well. When you talk about ethical fashion, it not only goes into just the materials, but who's making it, the manufacturing, and the full circle and the supply chain around that too. And making sure that when you actually look at vegan fashion and what that looks like, making sure that you pay attention to materials and testing of different products and materials as well. Um, so that's been a really amazing outlet and just a journey for me because I've really grown in that sense. And then also the secondhand fashion which is also really looking at utilizing what fashion goods are actually living and in existence right now. So you're not bringing in and creating something new, but you're using what you have and maybe upcycling what you have as well too. So some of my background and my, my education uh, is with that. I finished uh, my master's in London and then I came back and this is where I say I did a full circle because I went back to Texas State and taught in the fashion department. So I taught in the fashion merchandising department. We, um, I was able to teach uh, event planning classes, branding classes, marketing classes, economics as well. So really teaching the students to kind of look at fashion in a different perspective. And then I actually was an assistant golf coach too. So I, I kind of did a full circle with both, which was really fun and, and interesting to kind of go back and, and see that from a different eyes and a different set of perspectives too. So that was really amazing uh, journey and I was really blessed to have that as well. Um, so that's my education and then I finished over there and then I came back and I was able to uh, mentor a lot of students as well just with their what they want to do and what they look like uh, what their journey looks like um, within the fashion uh, department and I just think that mentoring and you know, focusing on just not only what you can give to students, but also what you can provide as a, as a leader in that, in that revenue was important to me as well. Is having your own business and your own brand something that you always wanted to do? When did you realize that you wanted to pursue it? When did you realize it? Yes. So actually my focus when, 
When I was in high school, so I started, I was playing golf at a really young age as well. So within high school, I know that, or they knew that my fashion sense was there and I knew that I loved fashion in general. And not only because you say, hey, fashion, look at the beautiful clothes, look at the glamour of it, but wanting to actually make a difference with with the clothes um, and in an ethical way, you know? I had always had that because it was something that I felt was missing down here and just uh, people weren't aware of it. So that was really my, my focus, what I was really passionate about. So it started off as focusing on golf clothes, but then it really transitioned as I went through my schooling and got out of my schooling was when I realized that um, that just having clothes that are really focusing on the ethical part, the who makes them, how are they made, how many items are being made, and just the where of that item and how you can how you can utilize that and really have it live to its fullest. And I know I talk about it like as if an item or a clothing has a life, <laughs> but it really does when you think about it, you know? It's like your favorite shirt or your favorite clothing item in your closet. Think about how many times you've worn it. Think about all the things that you've matched it with. Think about all the compliments and where it's been with with you. You know, it's really looking at clothes in that relationship and really seeing if it, it can make a difference and that you don't have to go and buy fast fashion all the time, that you can buy meaningful things is what's important. And I think that that was when I knew that we needed a change and that something needed to be to be better. And really actually looking at it when you talk about helping animals as well. No leather, no fur, no down. So taking animals into consideration and saying, hey, these beautiful faux leather products or these beautiful vegan leather their products are amazing and they they can look just like cow leather or fur as well but they're better for the environment they are better as far as you you have more use out of them you can wear them a lot longer and then you have that inner feeling of knowing that nothing or no one or no animal was harmed whenever you're actually using those products too. I think that's what's really important and that's what really hit home for me. Um, so it really did start when I was young and then during my schooling and after is when I kind of, the whole gist of it whenever I was traveling, you know, really, it made me realize that this is where I want to be. This is where I want to bring awareness and say, hey, used clothes, ethical fashion, thrifted fashion, and a vegan fashion is a thing. And it doesn't have to look like a frumpy old potato sack or a canvas or, you know, something that you would you would think, oh yeah, that's definitely vegan. No, it's, it's, not, like, it's not like that anymore. And, and bringing awareness to that is what really makes me happy and makes like I get excited about it I know I talk about it with Michael and my family and stuff I'm like oh my god I get so excited just you know sharing this fashion item or this food product with people you know and they maybe didn't know that it existed and it's probably better than the animal product that they use right now um, so that really excites me but yes it, was, it started off as a really young age and it just developed as schooling happened and when I left school as well. Let me ask you about your the brand. It's called All There August. And can you tell yeah. us what the inspiration behind creating it was and how did you come up with the name? Yes. So 
The, we'll start off with a name. So All There August. It actually has two meanings. It took me a while to kind of bring the two meanings together, just the name together, because I wanted it to be a meaningful uh, name. You know, I wanted to have substance behind it. And so the first part of it is All There, which means being balanced in your life, whatever that means to you. If you're struggling, if you feel like you're just at a great place, if you feel like you're not, like whatever being all there means to you, you need to give your all. And whether it's, you know, that you need to give more, whether you know you're giving your best, whether it's whatever you feel like is balanced for you, that's what that's what all there means. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the first part of it. So being balanced in your life. And then August, actually when you look up the the meaning of August, it means majestic and inspiring. So that's the second part of it. So when you put it all together, all there August, it means being balanced and full in your life and doing that majestically and in an inspiring way. Um, so that's what the name means. So when you come back and say, what's the brand all about? What was inspiring behind creating it was just creating a space that is cruelty free. So a lifestyle that is cruelty free. Just touching up like how I mentioned earlier, sharing that there is a cruelty free or a vegan or a plant-based item or fashion item or food product that can be just as great or even better or um, can you can swap for something that may be harmful or may be something cruel as you as you would say is just really focusing on that and saying i can live my life cruelty free so the whole brand when it comes to products when it comes to merchandise and events is spreading the cruelty free message and that you can live that throughout your life when it comes to fashion food products that you buy upcycled things that you bring into your home or that you make it, it's just the full lifestyle of being cruelty free and not harming anyone as you do that along the way Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that, Jessica. The next question I have for you is, you've traveled to so many places such as New York, Miami, Stockholm, Mexico, New Delhi, and Shanghai. What has traveling done for you in your career and which city did you enjoy the most? So yeah, I lived abroad. So that was the first time that I lived abroad was going to get my master's. That was when I lived there in London for a long period of time. Before that, I lived in Milan for a while. Then I lived in London for a while with my master's. And then within that time, I was fortunate enough to travel. So like you mentioned, I've been to those places. I just think that in general, traveling for me has really just, first, it just enlightens my soul. I always tell Michael, like, that is one of, and I'm so grateful that Michael also shares this, my partner, he also shares the love of traveling because traveling in general, it really brings different perspectives into your life. So the way it's helped me was being able to be consumed in different cultures and see the fashion, see what they eat 
feet. And seeing it from my own eyes, I was able to now relate to what people would say. So I wasn't going off of, hey, yeah, someone else went over there and they said this and that about a certain city and that's my that's my memory of it. No, I was able to now see it for myself and witness it for myself and make my own judgments for what how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. So now bringing that into my career and just whatever what I can share with people is I can say, yeah, I've I've been there. I've seen these things. I've been able to see street fashion in certain cities. I've been able to eat these foods. I've been able to uh, be with these people and understand what they feel and their cultures. And it's just let me consume myself into their world, which I've been fortunate enough to, to do. And I embrace all of that. I embrace the change. I don't go in there and say, no, this is the way we do it over here. This is the way I've always done it. No, I'll just go in and say, okay, this is, if it aligns with my beliefs, right? But I I definitely love to just be consumed in, in all the, the culture and just really enjoy it and just really have the love for someone else's perspective and someone else's beliefs my all of my actually the whenever I had gotten my master's I was the only one from the US Um, so everyone was from different countries and so just that little part like coming and learning different ways and religions and beliefs and saying oh no we don't we don't do this here like it's not normal and then sharing what we do which is normal just learning all of that is has really helped me understand and you know be sympathetic or be understanding of different perspectives so i really think that traveling has allowed me to you know see different perspectives and different different points of views fortunately Oh, I love that. Thank you, Jessica. When it comes to your merchandise or planning an event, uh, how do you get yourself into like a creative space or what works best for you to get inspired to create your merchandise or planning an event? Yes. So it's, it's very different. So it just depends. Um, I'm a super social person. I love to um, host events and say, like check in with people. I'll go to different booths and uh, people that are there and say, hey, you good? You need anything? And then I'll just make my rounds. And being the super social and um, person that, and like extrovert that I am, um, uh, rewinding that backwards to, okay, I know what I need to do. I know that I need to turn it on and I know that I need to be on it whenever I'm at the at events or you know, pop-ups or markets or selling merchandise or just even marketing merchandise online. Um, I know I need to give it my all and be my social self, but before that, I'm like, okay, I let me just get a moment. <laughs> Michael will tell me, he just, it's funny because he just told me earlier before the podcast, I'll let you do your thing. I'll let you get in the zone. You know, (laughs) I'll I'll get, I'll put music on. I'll um, sit down either if I'm driving to an event, like if I'm speaking or if I'm doing something, I'll have music on when I drive over there and I'll just either jam out or I'll have like something slow. It just depends on, on my mood. Either I'll do yoga or I'll ask a couple of questions to myself and kind of go over uh, questions like how I did with you (laughs) earlier. I need to go over questions. (laughs) just to feel prepared. I try not to overthink it because I think that that's where 
people get kind of get will get kind of stuck because sometimes you second guess yourself or you get in your own way. So I'll do it and then I'll just let it go and then I'll just flow with it after that. Um, but definitely either running or yoga or meditation before having a little moment to to get into the creative space or any type of role that I need to be doing at that moment and then uh, music. I love dancing. Like I will literally dance by myself to get into the mood and then I'll say, okay, I need to get professional and get, get back to <laughs> it, you know? Right, same here. I have to put on some music or, you know, get maybe some exercise. So I can totally understand what you're talking about. Yes. What is one thing you do that helps you maintain balance and helps you to refocus? So this is a really, this is a really interesting question. Whenever I was thinking about this, I thought, okay, I want to be really real with like what I do because I think that finding balance for everyone is different. Um, for me, I like to talk things out and whether it's asking Michael or my parents or my family, my brother, you know, something, someone, what they think and their advice and then saying, okay, um, these are what, you know, the people that I love and that love me and want the best for me have this advice for me. So, you know, I'll take their advice and their, what they think into huge consideration. Cause sometimes I get in, like I said earlier, I get into my own head and I'm like overthinking it or maybe I have too much emotion towards something. And, you know, I just need some, like an opinion from, from someone who's not fully invested in the decision or in something that's happening. Um, so I think asking for advice is really important to me and really key for me. Also, just balancing out like how we talked about earlier when it comes to being uh, like the physical nature of it. So running, doing yoga. I used to do yoga in the park as well, which I, I just love being in parks and um, walking through nature, just taking walks if I'm not running and just having a moment outside to reconnect with the earth and just breathing in fresh air and then coming back to what I really need to do and take care of. I think that's what helps as well. Being around animals helps me too. Uh, I have a, an older rescue dog and sometimes I'll just, you know, cuddle with him and he just brings me so much joy. And just those few minutes of cuddling or just that few, those few seconds of him wagging his tail also is a form of therapy, I think too. Um, and so, you know, that I think that's important being around, that goes with being around nature. I also told Michael the other day, actually, we moved into our new house and um, part of the drive of coming back is we drive by a whole bunch of cows and horses and goats and just seeing nature and just them like that in, in being the animals that they are, you know, brings me joy. Like just seeing that brings me joy. And so I think that's also another form of therapy. Healing food as well. I don't think that a lot of people really recognize what they're taking in and bringing into their body. So whether it's drinking smoothies or having health shots. So I take wheatgrass and I drink matcha and we do all these other like health drinks that really benefit like your body and your mind in general that brings in that balance, not only 
mentally but physically as well with what you're eating um so i think that that's another important key that that i do also when it comes to saying okay we've had like a long few months or we've had a long few weeks traveling whether it's just going to austin or um going to san antonio or corpus or you know somewhere near it's being able to to get away to focus on a new culture a new environment um eating new vegan foods or you know going to thrift shops or anything of that nature is what brings me back to being balanced as well because then you can come back to your own space and say okay i'm i'm ready to work again and also a very personal thing that that i've been doing recently well not recently i've done it for all of my life but i've recently steadily been doing it again is i do talk to a therapist um i don't think a lot of people talk about it and i don't think a lot of people um i think there's still you know as just with mental health being what it is right now and saying okay it, people need to normalize a lot of mental health issues and i think that saying okay i do have a therapist i do talk to a therapist regularly because i feel like i need it and i feel like it betters me as an individual and no i'm not going to be perfect all the time and yes i'm going to mess up sometimes but knowing that you have your your therapy as well um and it's just a different form of therapy right what i had mentioned all the other things that i mentioned they're all different forms of therapy for me um but i do talk to a therapist i do i am able to get tools that i can use to help myself and the people around me as well so i think that that's important and and something that i i did want to talk about here as well too Oh, thank you so much. There's been a couple of people who have opened up about, you know, they have to go to therapy. I, I myself, I'm I'm currently actually looking for a therapist and I, I just got recommended to one that I'm going to reach out to. So I thank you for sharing that, Jessica. It's, you know, mental health is a big deal. I really appreciate you being open and honest about that. Yes, of course. So where have you lived that you found it easiest to be a vegan? Um, so I know that, you know, Austin is a really, uh, obviously a huge city, but it's very vegan friendly. Okay. Um, Austin is a, you'll find food trucks and, and restaurants often, but you know, the Valley is really growing with, with options. Yes. Um, there's just the people that have been involved in my markets and the people that I've been invited with events um, from desserts to uh, salty, savory foods. It's growing and it's really opened my eyes to, to say like, no, you don't, you don't necessarily need to be in Austin or up north to, to get vegan food. You can, you can get it down here and there are several just restaurants and food trucks that provide that. But when you think about, okay, I'm going to, to the grocery store and what can I get? Um, Sprouts and HEB have a lot of vegan options that you're able to easily swap out. There's vegan meat substitutes. There's, um, there's a lot of actually vegan products that you probably eat right now that you don't realize, hey, these are, this is vegan and you know I can just add this or that and it'll just become a complete meal. I think that spices and everything that you add to it make a difference, but I definitely think that the Valley is growing with vegan options and I think that as long as you know and you have a plan for what you, you're gonna go and buy at the grocery store, I think you're able to, to really utilize and create meals that you would be surprised and say, hey, 
I didn't even know that this vegan option existed or that I could swap, you know, this vegan meat for um, cow meat or, you know, there, there are swaps that are great options. Um, Michael and I love to love to cook and barbecue burgers, actually. So we do vegan meat. So we'll use Beyond and Impossible. Uh, we just prefer the Impossible taste better of the meat, but um, we'll get a, we'll make a double uh, patty with vegan cheese and jalapenos and grilled onions and sauteed uh, mushrooms on top. And so I'm serious. If you, we fed it to my niece before, she didn't know the difference. We have fed it to my dad before. He's a big meat eater. He didn't realize the difference. We actually um, had my brother and my family um, try a bit the other day and they sat there and said, all right, now this is good. Like, you know, so there are, there are definitely options out there, but I, I think the Valley is growing. And I think as long as you have a game plan going into the grocery store, you can definitely make smart swaps. And I've helped people, um, you know, suggest like, Hey, this is what you can, this is what you can get instead. I actually went with my sister-in-law today actually to go to the grocery store. Cause she was like, Hey, can we just go to the grocery store together and you can just tell me what you like buy and what you swap um, for a vegan alternative? And we did that. We went to Sprouts and HEB and, you know, seeing hands on and saying, hey, this is what you can swap for. This is what I usually get to make meals. These are what my meals look like. Um, that helps too, you know. So I've, I've been able to, to help people and give some insight on that too. So whoever would like that in general, or if you say, hey, Jess, what, what do you think about this or that? Like, feel free to, to message me and I'd be more than happy to, to help in that way as well. Awesome. Thank you, Jessica. The next question I have is throughout your journey, what has been your biggest motivation to what what has motivated you to never give up and just keep on going and keep on moving forward? I, you know, when looking at it as a whole and saying, okay, what is the true meaning behind the brand and what I do and the purpose of what I do um, is spreading awareness, right? So definitely I, I do these things for my loved ones, Michael, my parents, my family, like I, I will never give up for, for them and I'll always strive to be the best for them. But when we talk about the voiceless and saying, okay, why did you pick vegan? Why did you pick cruelty free? And when you go to speaking events, why is it that message? I think that one great motivation is knowing that you are a voice to these beings and animals that cannot have a voice and don't have a voice. And I've always been, my heart has always gone and gravitated to people in need, to animals in need, to less fortunate or to suffering beings, you know, being able to help them in any way that I can, um, whether it be something that I'm doing, whether it be um, something that I'm talking about, whether it's life choices. I think that being a voice for something that is in need and being a voice for something that isn't easy because yeah. transitioning your lifestyle is not easy. I mean, let me tell you, I used to be a huge meat eater. Like you, you wouldn't even like barbecue all the time, steaks all the time, burgers all the time. And that's, it's not easy to like 
give up and move on to different things in life, you know, but seeing what I do and saying, hey, I'm not giving up something. I'm not taking away something or I'm filling my life with things that are positive, things that give life, things that give me health and happiness versus saying that I'm taking away all these other things that I enjoyed. I'm now seeing it as I'm filling my life with more positive things and um, things that I can actually thrive with. So I think that's what really motivates me. Wow. I'm wondering, did you notice when you decided to make that decision, did you feel a big difference? What did it do for you? Yes. Mm -hmm. So it really was. And so I've had my family on detoxes before. I say detoxes with air quotes, but it's just three weeks of of whole foods. Mm -hmm. Um, And even when they end their, their journey of the three weeks, they say, Oh my goodness, I felt such a change. I felt like I was lighter. I felt that my mood changed. I just felt healthier, like some way inside and they couldn't explain it because it's such a weird feeling because you can tell that you're different, but it's like, oh, well, I didn't get a haircut. Like I don't look physically different, like, you know, Um, but it's something within you that just really opens up and and you just feel the health as as a lack of a better term in you and it, it's such a it's such an amazing journey to to do and I definitely felt a difference with me physically and not only physically but I think mentally whenever I, I touched up on it earlier but knowing that no animal died for me no nothing cruel happened I'm not feeding my body anything that was once alive or that wanted to live or that was suffering in some point. I know that when you think about it, some people may say, oh my gosh, that's a drastic thing to think about, you know, but it's the truth for me. And that's what works for me. Um, I'm feeding my body a positive energy as well, knowing that what I'm eating is bringing me substance and nothing was harmed in the making of it. So I know not only physically I'm feeling great, but mentally, I am too. And I could take that energy and, you know, it really, it brings me happiness knowing that I'm feeding my body positive energy as well. Wow. I I love that so much, Jessica. Thank you for sharing that. Um, The last question I have for you is if you could give advice to a young girl or a woman who has a desire to create her own brand and run a business and, and help others along the way, such as you are doing, what kind of advice would you give her? Yeah, that's a really wonderful question because like I said earlier as well, I've been able to mentor people and, you know, I not only ask advice, but I give advice as well. And so I've been able to be fortunate enough for people to trust in me that they've they've listened to me. So that's that's been great. But I am not going to also sit here and say like everything's going to be fine and dandy and it's going to be sugarcoating things and it's going to be tough. Like what we do, what you do with your podcast, like I'm sure what you have done to get to this point isn't easy. You have to sacrifice some things. You have to make decisions somewhere along the way that not everyone's going to agree with and not everyone's going to be happy about. You may need to miss some family functions. You may need to miss some family parties to, to get things done. But you know, your journey is going to have some battles. It's going to have tough situations. 
and tough people because as much as you know I mentioned to I'm such a people person and I I just like love being you know with people and just the entertaining and all of this I had to come to the fact that not everyone is going to love me and not everyone is going to like me no matter how much I try or how many nice things I do or say I'm just going to not be their cup of tea and that's not my job to make them feel otherwise. And so coming to terms with knowing that you have certain talents, you have certain desires in life and again knowing that they're not going to be for everyone, but as long as you know that they're for you and they're your decisions and they're your passions and deep down inside this is what makes me feel amazing and let's say it doesn't make you all of that money or the millionaire that you wanted to be but it brings you substance in some kind of way and in another kind of way that's what's important and i think that really showcasing your magic the universe and god whatever you you believe in whatever your higher power is they gave you your gifts and your magic for a reason and it's your job to fulfill those desires and to live what you're meant to you're meant to do and i think that's really important um you know the universe is in always always in perfect order it's not always going to be perfect all the time but as long as you're doing what you feel like you need to do in life and knowing that you're in a good place and in your heart is it you're in a good place i think that's why and what you need to pursue because it's not going to be easy like i said it, it may come easy after a while you know but you're you're not going to make best friends sometimes then sometimes you are you know there's no guaranteed things um but i think as long as you really sit back and if you were a a young kid and what i would and my nieces too i think about my nieces and i know it's hard to say oh don't pay attention to that that's not going to matter in like 5 10 years but you know in their reality in their world what they're going through is very real and you need to um give them respect for that but also saying you know think about what your talents are what your magic is and really nurturing that and watering that and making sure that you don't forget that even though it's not going to like i said give you all the money or maybe it will but i think the happiness of what you're doing and what makes you full will surpass everything at the end wow thank you jessica that that really yes. helped me as well <laughs> so i appreciate that i know it's going to help somebody who listens too so thank wow. you so much Yeah and it's it's so crazy because you know um you second guess yourself too you know it's what one it's what a creative does they are always second guessing themselves and saying oh man this is not good enough or i could have done this better and just even as a female and then just even like going down the sectors of what you identify with like there are different things that can get in the way you know there's different things that can get you off your path or kick you off your path you know but i just think feeling really certain with with who you are is is really important 
Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Mujeres in the Know podcast. I'm so happy that Jessica was able to do this and to share her journey and share more about All There August. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know I enjoyed talking to her. So until next time, remember to please stay safe out there. Cuidado, por favor. It's your host, Natalie, here, and I'll talk with you later. Bye-bye and adios.